the jumpiness yes the jumpy is brutal it can be brutal mm-hmm. nobody wants a jumper um yeah so what did you the, remember when you try when you tried the air horn did we talk about that last week no well we talked about it but not not the results because i hadn't tried it yet oh okay okay yeah so i got myself an air horn <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Let's Boop Snoots. My name is Vero. And I'm Heidi. And today we're going to boop boop snoots. Snoots. <laughs> Sorry if that's really high pitch in your ears. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Speaking of high pitched, Becky was high pitched barking. I think we were talking about sounds oh, yeah. and stuff like that last week. When she so needs to I, go out. Yes. And so, but this time it was not because she needed to go out. Um, I asked my son because I was sleeping upstairs and he was letting them out and I could hear them like romping around Becky and Gibbon, my two dogos. And um, I think it was when Gibbon wasn't playing with her and she would high pitch bark at him like, come on, come on, let's play. What are you doing? Let's play. Yep. And I was like, make her stop because it's like 730 in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, but I want to (laughs) play. It's like the Doug, the first episode of Doug Days when he's like, I am awake. That means everybody's awake. (laughs) I think there was a meme that I sent you before. You know, there's a meme where it's like um, Kermit the Frog, but he's wearing like a dark hood. And it's like, like sort of a play on a Star Wars like thing where it's like the dark, the darkness is asking you to do something like that or whatever. And so it's like the dog is like, um, he's like bark. And then the dog is like, but it's like 2 a.m. And he's like, do it. Because <laughs> that happens sometimes. You know. Yeah. They bork in the middle of the night. Bork. The middle Ralph, night borkers. Ralph has been borking at dogs from inside the house. Really? Mm-hmm. What's his bork? It's like a, I know it's very low pitch. Just like, like he, it's almost like a growl. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it the warning bork? Maybe. I don't know. Or is he like, hey, 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 like, hey, 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 hey. Yeah, a more intimidating over way. <laughs> over here, look at me, look at me. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> I'm going to talk about teenager behaviors because I'm experiencing all of them. Oh, yeah? And have you been looking them them up, researching them a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty good, but I can definitely, you know, see a little bit of Ralph (laughs) in some of them. In some of the teenage research. Mm -hmm. Well, my husband bought me the Time magazine and it's called The Minds of Dogs and there's a bunch of different articles. So I read a couple and and I'll be booping about those. But you go ahead and kick us off with your turnerger, your dog turnerger. My turnerger. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was looking at some behaviors just to see, like, is is this what Ralph is going through? Because mm-hmm. he's not like too bad, but he's definitely doing some things that I'm like, oh, like he knew how to do this before, and now he's just like not doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they say selective hearing <laughs> is one of them. <laughs> His command is always pretty good. Yeah. So we take him to the dog park and he, he always follows us. 
Um, you know, if we, if he, even if he's playing with a dog and we yell his name, like Ralph, come, like he'll come to us. I would say like ninety-five, maybe even more percent of the time. Yeah, he'll usually run back. That's um, good. If not, it's just kind of like he'll follow the dog for a few seconds and then he'll he'll turn back. Mm-hmm. Uh, forgets how to follow simple commands. And this is like oh, yeah. an interesting one because he there's sometimes where I feel like maybe three months ago mm-hmm. he would have done right away what I asked him to do. Mm-hmm. Whereas now he's just like, hmm, no. Nah. And then I'll <laughs> ask him again <laughs> and again, kind of like sit. So, for example, like today, I bought some new pillows for a couch trying to decorate Mm -hmm. and I put them on the couch and even like as I was walking from where I opened the pillows like just to like take them out of the bags Mm -hmm. and bring them to the couch he was like jumping to grab them oh yeah so I was like leave it no and then I put them on the couch and as I was doing that I had to like hold him back so he wouldn't get them yeah so I asked him to sit and then he would like he just didn't do it right away, whereas before he would have. So the pillows were there and he was fine until I started like moving them like just a little bit on the couch. And then he would jump and try to get them. So when be- when you were holding the pillows and he's jumping at you and you said sit and he didn't, that then what did you do? You asked him to sit again? Yeah. And then when he did, I'd wait like a few seconds. Yep. And then I'd say, good boy. And then then I'd start walking again. Yep. And if I, like, I would watch him while I was walking. And as soon as he looked like he was going to jump, Mm -hmm. I'd do the, like, "Eh -eh." Yeah. And then he would stop. But it's, like, nonstop from, like, (laughs) on my way to the couch. But he stopped jumping. Yeah. But you can tell he was, like, 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 he just really wanted to. Hmm. And he's a jumper. Like if you're holding something in your hands, yeah, he'll try to get it. That little punk. Yeah. So if I'm like walking, because we have two entrances, and yep. Ralph only uses one of them because he's not allowed in the kitchen. Yeah. So sometimes I have to go get some shoes at the other entrance, and as I'm walking through the house with my shoes in my hands, he's just like jumping and trying to grab them. So yeah. So, and what do you do to correct it when he's Same jumping thing. at you? Same thing to get him to sit and hold yeah. him there? Mm-hmm. I think you need to up the ante. Yeah. What do you suggest? Well. Should I put a slip, le- slip lead on? Uh, yeah, you could slip. I, I would say a slip lead for sure so that you could give him a little tug. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a pop. pop I just pop. don't think that works anymore. It seems to not care. Yeah. So that's what's like difficult about that. And I know we, I kept saying, and maybe I actually will this week, but bring over the, the prong. Yeah. I mean, he's good at walking now with his gentle leader. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Cause I remember he does he sometimes was... like stops and wants to go in the grass, but once he gets going, he's pretty good. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. No, it's just like jumpy and the jumpiness. Yes. The jumpy is brutal. It can be brutal. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants a jumper. Um, 
Yeah. So what did you the, remember when you tried when you tried the air horn? Did we talk about that last week? No. Well, we talked about it, but not not the results because I hadn't tried it yet. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So I got myself an air horn. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> yep. And because Ralph would be, he jumps on the table. So his front paws, our table is high. Um, it's kind of like a bar, bar height. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he can only jump his two front paws on it. And he started doing it like just in front of me. Like just don't care. If I go like Ralph off, he would get off. But then he would just do it again. So I got an air horn and it worked. So I was making lunch, uh, I mean, my boyfriend in the kitchen, and I started putting stuff on the table. So mm-hmm. I started with the placemats. No, I started with a coaster. Mm-hmm. And did he jump at that point? When, when does he normally start to jump when he sees you preparing the table? Yeah. Okay. Or if I'm eating at the table, as soon as I get up and I step away, like just a little bit, he'll jump. He'll jump. Uh. Sometimes my boyfriend gets up and I'm still at the table and then he'll jump like right beside me and I'm still sitting there. So I think he did jump when I put like just the coaster on the table, like he saw me put something Mm -hmm. and we were just kind of like doing our own thing. And as soon as he jumped, I blew the air horn, which was pretty loud. Yeah. And we just kind of kept doing what we were doing and he did not like it. (laughs) It was like, a, uh, uh, he, he jumped off and then he jumped again at some point. So yeah. I put the, and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to put the placemats now. Yeah. And I think like he did it again. I don't know if it was just kind of like, what is this what caused the air horn? So I'll do it again. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he didn't like it. I think he's jumped once or twice since. What, when you guys are eating, does he, is he able to walk around freely or do you put him in, in a spot? He walks around freely, so that's something that we could do. Yeah, because that, like, that's place. yeah, because that's one thing that I know my mother in law does, and it's what I do with my dogs. Now, mind you, they sneak into the dining room because one of my sons likes to feed from the table <laughs> when we're not looking, <laughs> or sometimes he'll come in to just even catch any crumbs from. Mm-hmm. children eating right because children are like messy eaters anyways so um i keep them in place during uh dinner so like again it becomes pretty routine and when they then when they start to see you setting the table they go to their place right start so doing you, that you could try keeping them in place and see how it goes or again if you know like so once you sit down at the table or once you put a placemat or whatever and you know he's gonna jump you put it you put him in a sit stay or yeah. make him lay lay down and you and you tell him to stay there while you're doing it so that he's not jumping at the table like be pr- like if if they're, they're doing it then try to catch catch them right before right. by having them focus like on a different task or uh putting them in in place either both yeah. are the, kind of the same thing sit stay give them something to focus on other than jumping at the table <laughs> little punk little punk so little punk I put the pillows on the couch and he got distracted. So I'm like, okay, he's looking outside. I'm going to go, I think I was like going to brush my teeth. So I grabbed my toothbrush and toothpaste and I started brushing my teeth and I, and I like ran back <laughs> to yeah. the living room to see what he was doing. Yeah. And I, I heard him jump on the couch 
Yeah. And he was just like throwing the pillows. It's like <laughs> I I just like I grabbed my air horn and I did it. And he just got like startled. He jumped off and has not gone close to the couch since. Awesome. <laughs> well, actually he went earlier, but the I took the pillows off. Yeah. Like while I can't watch him, I take them off. Yeah. But yeah. And then when I actually took the pillows to take them off and bring him where he can't reach them, mm-hmm. he did not jump. Okay. Yeah. Now, it's going to be tempting to use that air horn since it works so well, but especially with him because he seems to adjust to things, I would save it for, like, your big-time nanos. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, it's like, going to be the table and then... Yeah. Um, yeah, grabbing the pillows. Yeah. Who who was it? So I was dog sitting a friend of mine re- recently, uh, the German short haired pointer Ray. I think I Ooh. spoke briefly about mm-hmm. introducing a dog into your place and blah 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 and all that stuff. But anyways, they were telling me um, with Ray because she's a German short haired pointer and they tend to be like bird dogs that th- anything that has feathers in it at their house, <laughs> she like will go to town on. So many pillows were busted into by Miss <laughs> Ray. And even they they had their duvet cover and they just woke up like in a sea of feathers one morning. Oh, no. <laughs> she ate the duvet. She was chewing that the duvet. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Oh, that's too it, funny. It's like How it's does funny, she know? but it's not. I don't know. Maybe I don't know if she yeah. can smell it or, or yeah. I don't know. But so it was funny because when she was coming over, my friend Mark said to me, like, anything with feathers. <laughs> Put it away. And I was like, okay, I don't think I have any feathery objects around here. But That's funny. I know. That is funny. Ray. 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 Um, so were there other teenage behaviors to you? Yeah. So to go with the, like, forgets how to follow simple commands. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you'll see that they'll refuse to follow a command if you give it. But if yeah. a stranger gives it, they'll obey the stranger. Huh. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, they're getting used. They're testing their boundaries with you. Yeah. So this is another thing. And I had to do it with Gibbon. And I have to do it with Gibbon when he is with my dad and like not used to the boundaries and stuff and comes back and is a little bit more testy with me, either through distraction or whatever his problem is at the time or whatever. But so you use your body language too. So let's say like, um, like the other day I had delivery people coming. I got a new set of dining room chairs Mm -hmm. and Gibbon, I think throughout the pandemic and stuff really lost his front door manners. So the doorbell rings, he barks, he runs and he charges the door now again. And I'm trying to get him used to sit, stay at the door until whoever it is comes in and until I release him. And it's become like big time difficult for him because there was like nobody coming during the pandemic. Yeah. Right. Well, that's, I found that with Ralph where I didn't have a chance to practice. Yeah, exactly. So, and I mean, I could have gone outside and. Yeah. Like you need another person. I didn't really think about that. No. And the other thing you can do is just like practice sit stays at the door where like you open the door and walk outside and make sure that they're sitting and staying there and like bring things in and out. Like you can try that and, and go from there. But anyways, all that to say, um, Uh, when Gibbon's distracted at the door these days, when people are coming to drop stuff off or visitors are coming for whatever reason, and he's not listening to me. So if I say sit, 
and then he goes to take his bum off. Like I either go eh, eh, like, eh, 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 and, and he'll sit back down. And if he tries to get up again, I step into him. I take yep. a step forward and like point at him, like right in his face, like, <clears throat> <laughs> and like when you walk into their space, it, like that's intimidating to them and they sit back down and you just, and, and do the look at me. Do you have a look at me command for Ralph Aronis? Um, well, just when I say his name. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember like if I'm walking him mm-hmm. and I go Ralph and he looks at me, I'm like, good boy. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I have a look at me. Look at I'll me. Say, I'll say, look at me. And I'll do that. Like when he's waiting for his food, I'll say, look at me. And when he looks at me, then I say, okay, I give him the command mm. to go eat his food. And same with, if there's a squirrel dancing on the fence, giving them the show of a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like dying to go outside. Like they're just raring to just take off. Mm. I'll have him sit stay. I and I slowly open the door and I'm like and I'm like, look at me. And when he looks at me, I say okay and then give him like the release. So it might be good. another good one where you're just like, you know, so because it's teaching them like, dude, you're you get you need to be listening to me. Yeah. Never mind the squirrel. Look at your mama. Yeah. That's good. Look at your mama. We've been doing the place command with his food. Oh yeah? So we'll put his bed. Well, his bed is far enough from his where we feed him. Mm-hmm. So we'll bring his food out and then we'll go Ralph place. And then he does like the spins all the way to his bed. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes he'll like run right into the coffee table while he's spinning. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to hurt himself. <laughs> he's like, so ow. <laughs> <laughs> and then he sits on his bed and then he yeah. stays there until we release him. That is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he spins. So <laughs> we feed him at the entrance because we were feeding him in the kitchen, but now he's not allowed in the kitchen. Kind of want to feed him on ceramic tile. Mm-hmm. So the entrance it is. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like a U. You have to do like a U from the kitchen to the entrance. Yeah. So he spins like all the way. <laughs> <laughs> to the entrance <laughs> oh, yeah. so funny. and then that runs is... into the coffee table sometimes that is hilarious <laughs> what a bunch of punks what a bunch of punks bunch of punks okay what else do they do uh potty accidents any of those uh no he's been oh, pretty good, good so far but it can happen i guess even if you like your dog has not had any accidents for a long time and you think you know they're past that age they'll start having potty accidents mm-hmm. it's a teenager behavior yeah um bratty behaviors like nipping biting barking and jumping hmm <laughs> <laughs> jumping yes mm-hmm. barking outside i think so when we dog sat mochi mm-hmm. ralph's cousin she barks at the window. So I'm wondering if this is like a learned behavior. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to did, tell. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah. And then biting, I find that he's more mouthy. Like it doesn't hurt. Yeah. But he's more mouthy. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And so does it tell you how, where you were looking it up? Does it tell you how, does 
it give you suggestions on how to manage these behaviors? It's just like what whatever you were doing before, you just yep. have to keep doing it, be consistent, yeah. you know, be patient. Um, yeah. you know, mental, physical exercise. Yeah, I mean, you got to keep like whatever rules you had before, you just got to keep them and just yeah, exactly. It's, it's just difficult, but it'll get through it. Yeah, uh, they said to make eventually. them earn everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everything. Hand feed. Yes. Yep. To show them that you are, like, you hold the resources. It, you're in control. Yeah. And to maintain a routine. Oh, okay. Um, other things you might see. Um, if you have a male, they might start marking their territory. Mm-hmm. Um, they might start straying like to explore, mostly males, apparently. Um, aggression becomes more common. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was kind of surprised about that. Yeah. Well, I guess it I don't makes know sense about if that. their hormones are coming in, if they're a teenager. Yeah. yeah, and guarding resources might suddenly appear. Does Ralph guard anything? No. Oh, that's good. He don't care. Even with Mochi? Even with Mochi. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. She'll that's just come good. and like eat in his bowl. And he's just like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's he's so like derpy. Yeah. Very derpy. A derperoo. Yeah. He's a derperoo. Yeah. I know that there's some people who will save like a specific toy for their dog. Like they'll be like, oh, well, he can share those. But this one's like really special to him. And I'm like, no, don't let them guard anything. I don't let them mm-hmm. guard anything. Anything. Yeah. Share yeah, all of it. Yes. Share all of it. Mm-hmm. Ralph had a little, um, had a little trip to the neighbors this weekend. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So our backyard neighbors, they lost their golden retriever not too long ago. Mm-hmm. I think he was about five or six years old. He, his name is Harry. <laughs> and he was just gorgeous. Yeah. Um, so we offered like not too long ago, we told them like, you know, if you want to keep Ralph for a couple of hours, um, like we'd be open to that. They just love Ralph. They have three little girls. And every time they see him, I call them like Ralph's fan club. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like all over him. Um, so anyways, he went over on Saturday for four hours mm-hmm. and <laughs> they brought him back. And the lady was like, she's like, well, this was good because now I know what to do to puppy proof my house. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, he jumps on counters. I'm like, yep. She's like, Harry never did that. I'm like, oh. You're lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Yeah. He was pooped. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's good. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome that you're doing that. That's awesome. That's almost like a puppy share. Like, I've heard of this before. Like, it's a legit thing where it's like you dog share with somebody. But they're getting a puppy in November. Oh, my God. Golden. Oh, my God. Well, they... (gasps) They might, uh, they might have a counter surfer. <laughs> you never know. They might. Is she, Probably. is she getting from the same breeder or a different one? She wanted to, but there was a very long wait. Yeah. 
So they reached out to another breeder um, and they had a litter like that was, I guess, just born. And I don't know if somebody backed out or anything, but they had a dog for her. So that's awesome. Yeah. Oh my God. I wonder what the doggy's name is going to be. It's going to be a girl. Mm -hmm. They have a bunch of names, they said. Oh yeah. I I bet you with three girls, they all want to like name her. I bet you it's going to be a Disney name. What do you think, Elsa? Oh, it could be. <laughs> I don't know. One of the Cinderella? daughters. I won't, I'm not going to say her name. Never mind. I won't say her name on the podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They had a bunch of names. I think one of them was like Hazel. Oh, that's so cute. That is very cute. I like Hazel. I like Hazel too. I think that was oh. my favorite name. I think that's why I remember it. Yes, I vote for Hazel. Hazel. Name naming dogs is just so freak, freaking hard, man. It is kids and dogs. It's We're like... already starting to find names for like our second dog. <laughs> Are you guys gonna get a second dog? I don't know. We probably will. Just eventually, let Ralph eventually. settle. Let him let him kick the teenage. Uh... But then it's kind of like now that he's settled. Like, do I want to go through that again? Already. To me, it's like. Remember when you were looking at like fosters or rescues or whatever? Mm-hmm. It, like once you have your dog in a really good place, like I was really tempted. There was a, the, there was a Weimaraner up for adoption the other day I saw on the interwebs. And Do they train it, the other one? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They they might a little bit like mm-hmm. that's and that's literally I was like daydreaming about it in the car and I was like, hey, I can't get a third dog because uh, my dad will kill me. But also, <laughs> I, I don't I, I think two is like more than enough. Like, I don't think I would ever be able to do three dogs. No, I think that's like too, too much if you ask me. But I was thinking about it because I was like, oh, he's he was a cute Weimaraner. He like. Oh. oh, he had a nice face. He had a beautiful of Weimaraner and he was a dark blue. Like he looked a lot like Gibbon. Gibbon's mm. so cuter of the two. <laughs> <laughs> but he was very cute. And it was an older couple who had had Weimaraners before, but they were older now. And I don't think like this dog was particularly like hyper and having a lot of the anxiety stuff going on and that type of stuff. And they could not manage it. And uh, it said no judgmental comments, please. Like we're just trying to find the dog like an appropriate setting and I was like I wonder how he would do and I wonder if having like two other dogs around is Mm -hmm. more like helps with the anxiety and helps with that kind of stuff and I can remember like bringing Gibbs home and trying to train with like Becky Rand and having to put her in a different room and like how I would be able to manage that or like maybe just do it alongside them as well so that he sees oh okay if I sit and stay yeah I get to have my food you know what I mean like do they learn from each other And I think it's an individual thing. Like, you know, it depends on the dog and their personality and that sort of thing. But anyways, I was daydreaming about that because he was like a super, super cutie toots. And um, I think like even for our next, like I was talking about a Corso and stuff like that. But sometimes I'm like, I'm I'm very tempted to rescue. Yeah. Because it's like, to me, it's like the challenge of the training. Like, can you do it? Are you ready for it? And it's also very rewarding because sometimes if they have like a lot of behavioral issues and stuff it's because like they didn't have a leader and they didn't they weren't comfortable and they didn't you know what I mean like there's a a lot to be done there and it's super rewarding when you get a dog to trust you and then listen and and that it all falls into place and it has a good outcome you know what I mean yeah 
Definitely. So, I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Something to think about. Things that make Something you go- to think about. Although it sounds like somebody in the household would really like to have a St. Bernard. No way. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. That's a big dog. That's a lot of dog. <laughs> it's a lot of dog poop. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's lot, a of, lot dog of food. <laughs> and a lot of dog poop. It's funny. We were moving furniture around today and I had to go and poopy scoop uh, the backyard too because we were moving stuff into the backyard. And I was thinking, man, this like some of these poops are like really big. And I was like, it does. It makes you think long and hard before you go for the, the larger breed dog. Because <laughs> you're like, man, if I'm like shoveling now, like I can only imagine what that's like. It's literally like Ralph's poop are so small. Yeah, I think it's the the raw food though. Oh, maybe. It oh, could speaking be. of raw food, mm-hmm. <laughs> I picked up a large order. Mm-hmm on thursday yes and we put it in the fridge on thursday and usually we'll take one out every day so that it thaws for the next day Mm -hmm. but we decided that we'll take two out and we already had one in the fridge so i did not go downstairs until saturday morning and our fridge was unplugged (gasps) no Mm -hmm. oh no so a lot of the lids were like popped off. Oh no! It stank, and ah. it was all it was all like drippy. Uh, it was so gross in my oh, freezer. No. Sorry, not my fridge, but my freezer. The, the freezer, yeah, yeah. <gasps> oh no. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So we'll make sure some... your freezer is plugged in. Make it sure it's plugged in. Plugged in. We, must, we must have hit it somehow. Um. Who was a very long time ago, like my husband and some of his friends were working for this company in our city. And I think I I forget what it was called. I think it was called something like Service Ottawa or something like that. But basically you showed up and you were just like general laborers. So like if you had to clean out a property, you'd go and just clean out the property or you had to move like stuff from here to there or like whatever and stuff like that. So anyway, so they got called to this like residence where this is a total like non-dogo like off topic story. But anyways... On the the (laughs) topic of deep freezers. So the job that day was to clear out this basement and it had been like abandoned and there was like all this stuff down there. There was like broken tiles and like all this stuff. And anyways, there was this deep freezer that had been unplugged. So there was like rotten, disgusting stuff in it. So these two guys are carrying the deep freezer up the stairs. Like they're just Uh, carrying the whole thing. Yeah. And it opened and poured all over the sky and (laughs) He just could not stop vomiting. (laughs) I can't even imagine. Oh, gross. Imagine being just like a showered in like rotten meat. But anyways. Oh, just like two days and it smelled. Oh, yeah. So we put it like in black garbage bags, like doubled. Yep. And it it just looked like, I'm like, what do we look like? (laughs) It looks like we're carrying like a a dead body out of the house. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It probably smells like it too. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, so gross and so much money. Yes. Keep, keep your eye, keep your eye on the deep freeze, everybody. Yeah. A bow show. Well. (laughs) Do I have time to talk about these couple of articles? Were you done with the, with the yeah, turner behavior? 
Um, one thing that I'll say really quickly, um, uh, as I'd mentioned today, or the, for the past couple of weekends, we've been sort of doing a very small renovation to our home. So we were taking a, a, some French doors and priming and painting them a different color. And we're getting new furniture and moving stuff around. And anyways, today was sort of like the busiest part of like the last two weekends where a lot of furniture was being moved. We were getting rid of like furniture. Um, new dining room chairs were coming and stuff like this. And um, it really does like mess up the animals. They're like, what is mm-hmm. going on? What are these new smells? Where do I go? They want to come and sniff it and everything the whole time. Like, like Becky just went upstairs and went to sleep because she was probably like, this is too much. I can't, like, I can't deal. take it. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I will be upstairs. Let me know when it's over. Whereas Gibbon was just like, what's going on? Like, what's happening? Who are these people? What's that smell? What are these new chairs? Like, like he was just like, <laughs> like, like with me the whole time. Cause they, number one, they are a Velcro dog. And number two, he's a bit younger. And number three, he was probably just like wondering what the heck is going on. Mm-hmm. But anyways, and I felt bad because he was just like, I just kept being like, you know, place, 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 but like trying to keep him in place, which isn't really fair to him the whole day. But anyways, my, um, my, my boys were out, um, cause they had had an engagement, but as soon as they got home, I was like, can you please do me a favor? Can you please just take the dog out? for a walk he's not with me i can say the word <laughs> can you please just go take him for a nice long walk and let him like have a good run in the field because he was probably just like all too much for him and so they did and he came back and then like we have things that do look different around the house but at least there are still like couches that were there before and it was the first thing he did was he just went and just sat up on the couch and was just like Aww. oh like exhausted from it all <laughs> so even like stuff like that that you don't think is a biggie deal or whatever you're still at home like even moving the furniture and stuff like that it just like yes them out. yeah like we're waiting for delivery of another couch and it's in this other room so the other room is just like wide and open and bare and there's nothing in it and he just like was walking around like but but like but like where'd the couch go <laughs> I go uh, but where's the couch <laughs> but um so keep that in mind folks try to if you can plan an activity for your dog in there somewhere so that there's some sort of routine or Mm. normalcy or something where they can burn off a little bit of that nervous energy yeah so um my husband as i mentioned earlier bought me this time magazine edition it's called the minds of dogs and there's a variety of different articles in here that we can a boop and listen about But I um, just read the first couple of ones. And the first one was something that we had sort of talked about before. So I think we were addressing a list of things that your dogs like love. And remember, we were talking about like eye contact. Mm-hmm. So this first one here was talking about how like eyes and gaze. And I probably th- this talks about the study that was sort of quoted in that list that we had made reference to earlier. Um, but this was a study done in Japan where they were taking dogs and their owners and getting urine samples pre and post like cuddle sessions. Of the owners? Yeah. 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 Both. Both? Yes. Both. (laughs) Owners and dogs. And uh, they were uh, looking at um, oxytocin levels. So oxytocin is a, a chemical that's released like when you feel like love. It's like a hormone. Mm-hmm. And uh, it skyrockets when, and it like, again, it compares to like breastfeeding moms. Like when they're looking at their babies and breastfeeding and stuff like that, like your oxytocin is like through the roof and stuff like that. And um, 
<clears throat> so anyway, so in the first part of the study, urine samples were taken from 30 pairs of dogs and owners, both before and after sessions in which owners were <clears throat> petting and talked to and often just gazed at the dogs. So consistently, the oxytocin levels of both the dogs and the humans were higher at the end of the sessions, and usually about the same percentage for each owner and dog pair. But it was among the pairs in which there was more gazing and less touching that the oxytocin levels were the highest. Oh, so some I, I, and again, like it's it's really interesting. And I remember talking with Michelle about this, and they talk about like affection and like pets and stuff like that. And oftentimes, when I'm like you know in, uh, in my room doing my schoolwork at night, uh, and Gibbons laying next to me, I always want to reach over and pet him because that's what feels good for me but but I wonder like am I bothering him is he like trying to sleep and he's like what the heck what do you keep touching me for (laughs) (laughs) and so I often like think about that and like this study sort of makes me think about that too so I try to do a bit of both I try to like stare lovingly into his eyes (laughs) and pet him (laughs) which um uh was talked about before I think on that list or whatever but uh, I found that interesting that the that it was higher in the ones where they were just like gazing at each other. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, like because to me, I haven't figured out the whole like eye contact thing because like like we mentioned before, sometimes it's a dominance thing. Mm-hmm. So don't let them stare you down too intently. But again, it's about context. So if like you're snuggling and he, they, they turn your face up at you with their cutest little snoopy mm. eyes and they just look at you. Like, obviously that's like a loving gaze and they're not like staring you down, trying to alpha you. <laughs> but so like, you know, some contacts are like, you know, more obvious than others. But anyways, I found that interesting. So the next article that I read was called Inside the Canine Mind. So it was about this uh, dude at which university, the University of Atlanta, who taught this pit bull, trained this pit bull to go into an MRI machine. And he was looking at brain activity in a variety of different manners and stuff like that. So what they did was they used these two different chemicals. So one smelled like a nail polish. I forget what it's called. I need to go and look for it again. But, oh, yeah, one was called, like, isoamyl, which smells like uh, nail polish remover. And when they, so they would waft a smell of that into the um, MRI machine, and then they would reward him with a piece of hot dog. And then they would waft another um, chemical in there called hexanol, which smells like grass clippings. But then he mm. wouldn't get he wouldn't get anything. And then when he came out of the MRI, they would put two cups on the ground, like with with a with a treat covered, and one smelt like the grass clippings, like chem, uh, chemical, and the other one smelt like the uh, isoamyl one. And obviously, he would go for for the one that smelt like the uh, nail polish remover because oh. that's what he associated like yeah. the hot dog, like the reward with, right? So that kind of was was interesting, but like the basically uh, like over this thing, this, there was nothing too like oh my god, that's amazing. There was like no like super eye opener. Like they were talking, just basically they were comparing like dogs to like toddlers, and that they were they they just found it interesting. And there was lots of different studies, but then various scientists sort of try to like debunk each other. So um, like you know the stories about the dogs that like uh, when their owner is hurt or injured, they go running for help. They're saying that that's like 
an exception to the rule because they did a study where it's like you were walking with your owner and they laid on the ground for like literally like half an hour and with people reading like close by and the dog didn't do anything at all. (laughs) So like the reason why we hear about those stories is because they are fun and interesting and people enjoy hearing. It's like, it's a good story, right? Like it's good news. So um, but that's tip- typically an, an exception to the rule, but they, they do find it fascinating that dogs like have object ter- permanence, right? So like the, they talk about a couple of different stories <laughs> where it's like you take um, a yellow ball and you put it behind a barrier of some kind and then you pull out a blue ball and they won't sniff it as like they'll sniff it longer if it changes than than if it didn't. Okay. So they can tell the differences like of like, or if you like, if you took like a dog bone that was like two centimeters and then replaced it with a bigger one, same thing. It's like, they were just like, what? Like, so again, like some of them interpreted that they, they know, like, no, this wasn't the same one. And they'll go and they'll sniff the barrier because they're like, what happened to like the real one? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is like, and, and it reminded me of those TikTok videos that people were doing where, you know, like you stand in a doorway and you hold the blanket yes. up and then you poke your Ooh, head out and then you that. hold it up. Yes. Try that with Ralph. Gibbon, it's so funny because as soon as I pull up the blanket, he comes and just like jumps into me <laughs> on the blanket. <laughs> like I don't even get a chance to like drop it and like run away. Like I can't do it. He's just like, oh, he's like, it's like the running of the bulls. It's like I'm <laughs> like holding like a flag in front of him and he's just like, he's like, all right. I'll come get you on the other side of that blanket. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to do that. Yes, definitely do that. Um, The other thing that they were, that they were talking about, like, like that a lot of people, and I find it very interesting that several countries and universities are like conducting studies on dogs and dog behavior. Um, There isn't anything like totally mesmerizing, but like they are a huge part of our lives. And it even talks about at the beginning of the article about like how, um, people just like love their dogs and the dog is like, uh, like, as we've mentioned several times on our show, a like multi-billion dollar like industry, right? What does it say? The American Pet Products Association projected that Americans spent $103.6 billion on pets in 2020. Ooh. Just in the year 2020, which is a record high. Obviously, everybody was buying uh, the Dogos during the pandemic. They're like, I need a companion. Yeah. But um, so I find it interesting how many studies are going on. Like, and they were talking about, like, do they empathize? Do they love? Like, do, like, are they, do they experience jealousy? Because, and it talks about this one study where they were feeding, like, a mannequin dog, like a treat. And, (laughs) (laughs) and I think there is jealousy, like, or is it our own interpretations, right? So again, there was like, they just talked about some of the research going on and they talked about like, again, like they were just sort of, there was nothing like very aha in this article. So I'll, I'll continue to read the other articles in this issue of Time Magazine because it is interesting. But um, there is like a bond that's grown like leaps and bounds over the, it's 15,000 years that we've been, that we've domesticated dogs and had relationships with them. And which I found shocking kind of too. And um, it's, it's just super cool. And like people I think are starting to question, like if they can, if they have object permanence before, like even a three or four year old does like, yeah. like what other things are they understanding that, that like we don't necessarily that we don't even know, know. Right. 
and again, like look at, uh, why do I always, bunny. We talked about this uh, doodle bunny where they gave her a vocabulary like buttons and she can communicate like quite a bit of things. Like it's insane. Like that's crazy. Anyway, so I'll read some more of these articles for us to boop snoots about. To boop snoots. That's interesting. I said we'd wrap it up right there for today. It's a wrap. But um, yes, good luck with your teenager. Thank you. <laughs> Love to keep you posted on that. I can't wait to hear. Yeah, that. maybe I'll start. I'll do. I'll keep doing the place thing. Try the place I'll thing at the dinner. Place th- yeah. And uh, and if you find like you're you know trying to do something around the house with pillows and he's jumping at you, you tell him to sit. And if he doesn't listen to you the first time, try stepping into him or a hey and a point. Hey. Yeah. They don't, dogs don't like it when you point at them. Hey! No. <laughs> but um, give it a shot. Let's see what I happens. Will. We'll talk about it next week. Yes. On Let's Boop Snoots. Let's Boop Snoots. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week. See you week. next week. Bye. Boop. Boop. Boop.